ladies and gents, and welcome back to the Lovely Freaks podcast. I'm your host, Amanda. And I'm Hannah. And today we are on episode six. And, um, yeah, thanks to everybody who, um, has listened to part one of the last podcast so far, um, the Lacey Peterson case. Today's Tuesday, so, um... This podcast that we're doing right now will be up Friday, but we're actually going to post the part two tomorrow. So hopefully you guys can hear the end of that case and, um, you know, hopefully they'll like it. All that, all that jazz. And then they'll see if it's, he's guilty or not. Yeah. We'll have to see how, what you guys, what y'all, how, y'all, how feel. y'all feel about it. Um, I'm trying to think if there's anything I need to talk about. I don't think so. I don't think so either. I don't think so. So, today's case is, or today's episode, case, sorry, um, <laughs> is a, not a true crime case, but it is, if you saw the title, then you kind of know already, um, it's about the Perion family, and this is the family from the movies The Conjuring. Okay. So. Which, The Conjuring is like the scariest movie I've ever seen. Because I remember when I was watching it, not even when I was younger, like recently. Mm-hmm. And I was like, holy shit, like I couldn't sleep for a long time because yeah. it was so scary. That's what I was going to say. Like that movie, it's one of my favorite newer horror films. Because like my favorite horror film of all time is Texas Chainsaw Massacre. But that's one of my newer favorite ones. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, it scared me. Like not scared me, but it just creeped me out. Like. For some reason, movies like that, they have to do with, like, demonic presence and, like, you know, stuff like that. Possession and stuff kind of creeped me out. But they did the, like, when they were crucified, or they were, like, trying to get the demon out of the mom. It was very creepy because the way that, like, she was thrown around the room and everything. I was Mm -hmm. just like, wow. Yeah. And I didn't really know it was a true story. Like, I, you know, mm-hmm. they said it at the end, but I was like, okay, yeah, whatever, true story. But I didn't know it was an actual true story. Yeah. So, so the Conjuring movie is based off of Ed and Lorraine Lauren. So, you know, the Ed and Lorraine Lauren that are in the film, mm-hmm. they're actual people in yeah, the real world. Real. Yeah, And all of the movies, so all of the, all the Conjuring movies, all of the, um... Movies that are based off The Conjuring, which I think is, like, Insidious, right? Yeah. I'm thinking that's one of them. And The Nun and um, Annabelle, they're all based off of cases that Ed and Lorraine Lauren have done. Like, they actually went to, I don't remember what Hollywood producer they went to, um, but towards the end of their life, because I I think they're both, they've both passed away now, but they actually went to... A production company and they were like hey you know we want to tell you guys our story and you know share it with everybody i guess so yeah this is from that so it was an actual true story and to me the event that happened is a little bit more crazy than you know the the actual movie um i will say hannah wanted to do an episode on a witch yeah. And this kind of actually has a witch in it. So, because, <laughs> you know, in the movie, 
one yeah. of the the people that possessed the mom in the movie, or one of the people, one of the spirits that possessed the mom in the was movie was a witch. The witch, and she yeah. like sacrificed her children, and she was trying to f- sacrifice. Yeah, her so children. we'll talk about all that. Um, okay. so the Perion family consisted of Roger, who's the dad, Carolyn, the mom, and five girls: Andrea, Nancy, Christy, Christine, Cindy, and April. Um. Andrea, is it Andrea or Andrea? Oh, I think it's Andrea. 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 Sorry, my okay. bad. I knew I was saying that wrong. Andrea, she has been the one that's been like on the most interviews and stuff like that. She's oh. actually written a book. Um, so, so a lot of what I'm going to tell you came from some of her interview, mm-hmm. and then some of it I actually. Um, Shout out to the Mile Higher podcast because they're awesome. And I kind of, you know, got some information from there. Plus, you know, news articles and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't typically typically like to listen to a podcast before I do a do. case. But yeah. this one, I kind of wanted to make sure I got, like, all the information correct. Mm-hmm. Um, and... You can't find, for some reason I couldn't find all of her interviews like online. I don't understand that either, but whatever the case. Uh, so the Perron family, they they were living in uh, Providence, Rhode Island in the city when they first, you know, before they moved. Um, and so they decided they wanted to move to the country. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of how this all started. They started out living in the city and I guess, I don't know if they didn't like living in the city or whatnot. I know I prefer the country over the city. Um, so they moved to Harrisville in the winter of 1970. They didn't, so they purchased the home, I believe, like right before Christmas or around Christmas, but they didn't want to move in right then because they, uh, you know, Christmas was coming up and they've got five girls. So, you know, moving during Christmas probably would have been crazy. So they waited till January to move in. But they'd moved in near a snowstorm, apparently. So, like, a heavy, heavy snowstorm. Mm-hmm. This land that they moved in on, the this land that they moved in on, the, the, far, the farmhouse that they yeah. moved into, <laughs> the house is called the Old Arnold Estate. And it, it has 200 acres of land. That's a lot of freaking land. Yeah. I mean, we, my mom and dad, I think they live on, like, Five, yeah, maybe, or five. something like that. <laughs> and that, I was going to say so, six, and you really know Something that. like that. Yeah. So, 200 acres is a lot. Um, it was one of the original plantations in the area that was founded in, ni- in 19. It was founded in 1680. I'm, like, all over the place today. So, yeah, it was founded in 1680. Mm-hmm. And the house was originally just, like, a small farmhouse, you know? Yeah. And so, back then, of course, it wasn't, like, this big, gigantic house that, has, that it is now. But it was just one small farmhouse, and then they kind of built on as the years go by. So, yeah, you can imagine how much, like, spirits and things that are happening on this property. Yeah, like wars property. probably I mean, Yeah, civil wars. I think the actual house, like the finished product, mm-hmm. was done, let me see, it was finished in 1736. So, yeah. Okay. It's a 10-bedroom house. So, it's huge. But I don't think, like, it was ten rooms, like, ten bedrooms. It was just 
a tin room house. So not all those rooms were oh, bedrooms, so like but some of them, and yeah. And, stuff. and you know, back then they had like a room for everything. So there could have been a room like to rest. Yeah, <laughs> there could have been room for a like painting room. the painting room <laughs> or sewing room or something like that. Mm-hmm. But it it was a huge house for these kids. I mean, they had five kids though, so yeah, I was gonna say they got a lot of kids, so it doesn't matter. Yeah. Um, for some reason, though, even though they had that many rooms, or that many, yeah, that many rooms, the some of the girls still shared a room. So Nancy and Chris, Kristen, Christine or Kristen? Christine, you said earlier. Did I say that? Mm-hmm. Um, they shared a room, and then Cindy and April shared one, and then Andrea had a room all to herself, and you know she was the oldest. Mm-hmm. So, but it could have just been a case of like. Sometimes, like, siblings would share a room together when they were close in age or whatever. So, I don't know. Maybe to protect themselves or something, if something happened. Maybe that's what they thought. Maybe. I mean, I would. That would be a smart idea. So, before we get into, like, the hauntings and stuff like that, I just want to say, first of all, I'm never going to buy a house that was built in the 1700s. Yeah. 1800s. So smart. Thing I mean, mine was built in 66, and that's about as far as I'm willing to go. <laughs> <laughs> I just don't. No. And if you see this house, I mean, it is like. Yeah, I've seen pictures. Yeah, it's kind of creepy looking. Like, it's not like, I mean, it's it's, yeah. a, it's a really pretty farmhouse, but it's it's just something about it. It just gives me bad vibes. Bad it gives vibes. me bad vibes. <laughs> um, but before they moved in. They, when they were looking at the house, they had no idea it was haunted. Like, they didn't get a vibe or anything like that. And that's usually how all these seem to start out. Like, when they, that's what I never understood. Like, in the movie, um, Amityville Horror. And that's a real house, too. And we're going to have to do one on that one. Because that's another one of my really all-time favorite movies. So, Amityville Horror, it, you know, when they went and looked at the house, there wasn't anything weird that happened and yeah. that's just that's just weird to me it's almost like the spirits are like let's just be good for the showing you guys <laughs> then Maybe when they get like in here shy. we're gonna fuck shit up <laughs> so like we don't know you yet but yeah. just just wait oh look at this family before we possess them we gotta know them just a little bit <laughs> yeah. um so anywho however though after moving into the house like while they were moving boxes in andrea said Quote, she said she remembers getting a box from her dad out of the car. When walking back past the dining room, she saw an oddly dressed man in the corner of the dining room. So this is like day one. They're moving their stuff in, right? Mm -hmm. She greeted the man and then said, hey, mom, who was that guy in the dining room? Her mom said there wasn't a man in the dining room. There's no one else here. So at first, Andrea thought that, or Andrea, sorry, I keep saying that. She thought that, um, like, apparently there were people moving out as they were moving in kind of situation. So she thought, okay, maybe that's somebody like that, you know, or maybe it's um, somebody, that somebody working on the house or oh, okay. like a plumber or something or whatever. So she didn't know. But when she asked her mom, her mom was like, yeah, there was nobody there. And a lot of the different girls, like some of the other girls were like, yeah, we saw that man, you know, and he was dressed in like colonial attire, I think, or something like that. Yeah. So, yeah, wouldn't they say oddly dressed? Like, that's what they mean. Mm. That's what they meant. Meaned. That's not a word. That's what they mean. <laughs> they, um, 
so one of the things that they constantly said for the first couple weeks that went on in the house was they were constantly cold. So, you know, me and you have talked about supernatural and, and like how when you feel spirit, like it's usually like really cold yeah, and stuff like that. So, yeah, but their mom was the one, like she was constantly freezing. She was the one that had it like the worst as far as like how cold she was. Mm-hmm. And the girls would say that they were cold too. For some reason though, they had like multiple, um, fireplaces and half of them were all closed up, like sealed up, which mm-hmm. I thought was really strange. I was like, hmm, that's kind of odd. Like, it makes you wonder, like, Why? did, were their bodies burned in there? Yeah. <laughs> well, what happened? And you'll, you'll understand what did I mean not, by. like Santa Claus or. <laughs> They're like, no, Santa Claus for you. <laughs> um, so a little bit of the history of the house, though. The Arnold, the, yeah, the Arnold family, um, they were the primary owners there was eight generations of families that lived in this house and lived, you know, like, on the property and stuff. Yeah. Wow, that's a lot. The tragedy is in the house. This is a lot. So, Mrs. John Arnold, at age 93, hung herself off of the rafter in the barn. First of all, she was 93 and she hung herself. Like, I don't understand that. Yeah. And my thought is maybe her husband died and she just couldn't go on anymore or... Like, at that point, if you're 93, just keep going. going. I mean, I didn't understand that. So, that kind of makes me wonder if it was something supernatural, you know? Or maybe she, like, couldn't remember things and nobody was taking care of her. Oh, like, she had Alzheimer's? Yeah. Yeah, maybe. Um, Several other tragedies, though, included suicides, hangings, poisonings. Um, one little girl that was 11, she was the, her name was Prudence Arnold. She was raped and murdered on the property and it was an unsolved murder. Mm -hmm. Two drownings in the creek located near the house and four men froze to death on the property, but they were all, all these events happened close to the house. So of course, if it's 200 acres, if somebody drowns on the you know, back 50 yeah. of the acre, you're not gonna really know. But yeah. all of these that I've talked about, these have been close to the farmhouse. Mm-hmm. So if there are any spirits from any of that, of course, they're going to be around there. around the farmhouse area. And I think there was actually, well, we'll get into that. We'll get into some of the people that actually died in the house. Mother, the mom, Carolyn, um, she was the one that found out all this information because, of course, you know, I mean, a realtor's not going to divulge that information. Be like, yeah. yeah, by the way, before you buy. <laughs> all these people died. There was suicide, hangings, poisonings, someone was raped and murdered. Like, you still want to buy it though, right? Because I'd be like, deuces, I'm out. I think they should be required to tell you that information. Are they, yeah. Can they, are they required now? No, they're not no. required. I um, think by law they should be required. Yeah, I think so too. And you can make up your own mind whether or not you believe that stuff or not. Yeah. Uh, I do fully believe in spirits, so ghosts, like, angels, no, things you, like that. Mind. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, she, but she went to the um, library and of course all this information was public record. So, you know. She was able to find out all the information. Kudos for her for doing the research. Mm-hmm. Andrea, the oldest, um, she would say that when she would go to school, 
during the day, she was, like, super happy. When she got to school, she was, had a lot of energy and everything. And then this was, like, I mean, this is a few weeks after moving into the house. So, they're, they're dealing with the coldness. And then, you know, they saw that man, like, the first day. Mm-hmm. Then they're dealing with, she's dealing with the fact that she remembers being super happy at school and then she'd come home and she would feel like this heaviness and sadness mm-hmm. and depressed and just awful. And that made me think of what you told me about um, Gage, about his yeah. house. Yeah. That you, is it his house now? Or is yeah. it the one? It's the one. Guys, my uh, ex-boyfriend has a house. And we're still friends, so we hang out every once in a while. But I'm telling you, I walk into that house, and there's this huge feeling. And it's like an, it looks like a grandma's house. Like, everything's wooden. It's kind of 70s. It's 70s. It's straight 70s. 70s. Or maybe, maybe 50s. I don't know. But, like, it's super heavy. Like, even when I was there, I'd be like, Gage, we gotta go somewhere else. Like, I can't. Like, we always had fights, weirdly, mm-hmm. over there. I'd be like, but we wouldn't anywhere else. Yeah. Just a heaviness. So, I get what she's coming from. Yeah, and that's what she said. The, the um, and then she would just have, like, the sadness. So, she, she hated being there. Like, she didn't yeah. like the house, like, from first couple of weeks. She was wanting to go, you know. And the previous owners, which I thought this was really strange, and this right away would have been, I would have been like, why? And if they wouldn't have told me, I would have been like, okay, well, not buying the house. So the previous owners told them to leave their lights on at night. Like, that was the only why? advice they gave them. They were, I have no idea. I'd be like, they uh, were just like, I need to know. Yeah, <laughs> they were just like, don't, maybe the family thought, okay, that's just like a joke. Like, haha, leave your lights on at night, you know. Maybe there's they, a ghost in here. Maybe they thought <laughs> but, there was like people that tried to steal things from the house in the Or past. maybe so, yeah. But I would have had to have asked more information. Yeah. Like, and why? Yeah. Um, <laughs> and why didn't the past owners, why did they sell it? I mean, obviously they had problems, right? I, yeah. And... Why didn't but, they be like, hey, guys, no, don't buy this house. Like, just burn it to the ground. Well, I don't know. I mean, they, we'll get into other things. But, like, the, this family, like, they sell it. Yeah. I guess so, I mean, people buy it. I money. mean, there's been other families that have lived in this house since the per- the Perion, Perion family has left. Perion? I can't remember. Pear. Perion. Perion. Because I remember it was like a pear. Yeah. Um, I'm horrible with... The English language, I guess. <laughs> Anyways, so this is a clip that I'm going to read from um, Andrea. And this was the first few nights in the house. She said, the first night or two we were in the house. Of course, you're adjusting to the new environment. Um, I thought that the sound that I was hearing was the wind and the eaves. Like the eaves of the house. Because mm-hmm. she, she kept hearing like this mumbling sound like muttering and you know she just thought okay it's just the wind blowing but that wasn't the case at all and then my darling little sister cindy crawled into bed with me she said annie can i sleep with you i said sure i pulled the quilt back and let her in she snuggled up real close and she said i hear voices in my room they're all talking at once but they're all saying the same thing and i asked her what are they saying? And she said, they're, they're saying there are seven dead soldiers buried in the walls. See, right then, no. I'd have went to my mom, but like, we gotta go. 
Yeah, <laughs> like, if my kid told me that, I'd be like, okay, <laughs> let's go, guys. Yeah. We can, like, camp in the car. It's fine. Yeah. No, thank so, you. So, yeah, apparently her little sister kept hearing seven, these voices and yeah. seven dead, and they were saying soldiers the same thing, wall. seven dead soldiers in the wall, seven dead soldiers I'd in the wall, just over and over again. Yeah, Bruh, I would have never got up out of my bed. I screamed hard and been like, somebody's going to come in here. No, thank you. That's, I mean, that's just like what we were talking about with the ghosts, though. I mean, I can't, you can't say that because you're a little ghost girl. I mean, rattling yeah. under the bed and you're just yeah. like, go away. Girl, I would have screamed and ran. <laughs> yeah, but she wouldn't have hurt me. She hasn't hurt me for all these years. Is it something in the moment, though? Like when you're yeah, little? It's I, just something like, is it like a fear that comes over you no, where you can't denial. scream? You keep denying Or you it. keep denying You're it. like, no, it, even, even that. You're like, I don't know. I guess I'm just hearing things. <laughs> like, I don't know. Maybe somebody, real. like, I have a connection with God who's talking to me. <laughs> yeah. Like, you just deny. Maybe they were just denying. Maybe so. Because her And you look at a movie really and you're like, no way. Like, ah, bitch, I'd be out. But in real life, you just keep denying. You're like, no, no way. No, it's fine. Nothing. Because you just don't want to believe it. You know? Yeah. And I think her sister was probably like five or six. She was really little, so... Okay. But still, that's a little. Uh, I mean, that's Adeline. A huge lie. Uh, yeah, and my daughter, you know, she's she's six. I mean, Adeline, if she saw something, she she'd no. be telling somebody. Yeah, she'd, she'd be like, mommy. Nope. Um, so like, <laughs> yeah. I think there's seven dead soldiers in the walls. Somebody was whispering that to me. Yeah. So oh, during that's... the first few months of living in the house, um, they didn't experience a bad spirit. So, a lot of the ghosts that they were experiencing or spirits that they were experiencing yeah some of them were good like mrs mrs arnold the woman that hung herself that i mm-hmm. told you about in the barn she would actually kiss the girls good night on the forehead they remember this like they remember someone coming in and they knew it wasn't their mom because you know they were kind of half asleep or yeah. whatever but they knew it wasn't their mom because her their mom always smelled like um i think it was lavender mm-hmm. but this woman always smelled like roses or flowers a flowery mm-hmm. scent so they knew it wasn't their mom and th- she would kiss her good night um some of the ki- some of the girls also recall playing with a ghost named johnny arnold who apparently hung himself in the attic and he was a kid when he hung himself mm-hmm. not i don't think he was super young but like 12 maybe something like that yeah. they remember um him they nicknamed him manny and they would play with his he would play with their toys with them mm-hmm. like you know like toss a ball across the room and they would something would throw it back you know type of deal and uh he would watch them they would say that they would see him while they were outside playing they would see him like if they looked up at the window they would see him like standing there watching them you know Mm -hmm. like a protector kind of deal so those were the spirits that they weren't scared of there was also a ghost called the sweeping ghost it (laughs) sounds they said that it would um there would be a sound in the kitchen area or in the dining room area that would sound like somebody was sweeping. Mm-hmm. And when they would go in there, this is funny to me, when they would go in there, the broom would be up against the wall. Yeah. And it might have been, like, in the pantry, but it would be up against the wall and there would be, like, a pile of dirt that somebody had swept up. Love that. I know. I was like, I need a sweeping ghost. He's just like, oh, let me pick this up for yeah. you. You come on to my house. Um... I know. I thought that was really funny. That was super awesome. Um, So not all the ghosts in the house were positive, obviously, because 
after like, I want to say it was after almost a month maybe of them being there or three or four weeks, um, the good ghost didn't last very long. They started experiencing some crazy stuff. So the family started waking up every night at exactly 5.15. Every single night at 5.15. Like all of them? All of them would mm-hmm. wake up because they would smell the smell of rotting flesh. Mm-hmm. They would, th- there would be spirits that would lift their bed up, like lift their bed up off the ground, toss them around, like oh. toss one of the girls under the floor. Um, mm-hmm. There would be spirits that would pull on their legs or their hair while they were trying to sleep, mm-hmm. would pull the covers on and off their bed. They would bang doors all hours of the day. And hear children crying and screaming. Like, and babies crying and stuff yeah. like that. So, at that moment, like, my kid... And the mom, I think she was dealing with a lot of this stuff, too. Not necessarily that stuff, but the mom was dealing with, like, heavier things. Like, her daughter would would say, you know, Andrea that did mm-hmm. the interviews. And even her mom did some interviews. And she would just always say that right right off the bat, the first couple of weeks, she just started feeling like crap, basically. You know, like she was being drained yeah. of energy. And she was always cold. And just some weird things were happening to her. So, I don't understand. I mean, I get it. I get why they stayed. Um, they put all their money into this house. Yeah. So... All their investment, all their savings and everything was put into this house. And I believe around the 1970s was around the time that they were there was when the economy started to tank. So you have five kids. Yeah. You can't necessarily live out on the street. And I don't know the family situation. Like, I don't know if she had a mom or dad she could go live with or the dad. Or they didn't want to put that burden on them. Too. I mean, I'd have put a burden on my mom and daddy. I'd be like, <laughs> we ain't living sorry, in this house, mom. <laughs> but we ain't living here. Um, especially the fact, like, we'll get in. They live in this house for 10 years. Huh. Yeah. Really? Yeah. So it's not like. No. And after the serious shit that we're going to talk about well, happens, you know they how- even still live there. And she says that it it wasn't as bad but it yeah. still wasn't great well you know how like it like my it only happens like it happens every not even every once in a while like months or years mm-hmm. maybe it was happening like every year or months they would have it no apparently i mean apparently this was night. like every almost every night yeah no not if it was almost every night yeah no. like it got to the point where they were just like exhausted they were tired they couldn't sleep um so, you know, I'm sure there would be a few nights, maybe like five nights where nothing was happening. But this yeah. wasn't like over a period of like years. Months, months or, years. or a year. No. This, all this that we're going to talk about happened within the first at least six months of living in this house to a year. So. What's the last thing? Oh, so yeah, I talked about, you know, the fact that they couldn't leave. All their money was tied into this house. Um, Audrea would also say the most scariest thing about the house was that there was a male spirit in the house. And she said, I quote, let's just say, she wouldn't talk about it. So in any of the interviews, and I think even in her books, she doesn't really talk about this male spirit. And this part makes me super sad because I don't know what happened. But 
if I speculate, like, it just sounds really sad. So, she says, uh, let's just say there was a very bad male spirit in this house with five little girls. And that's all she says. Hmm. So, I mean, I know, I, I know I've heard people say, like, spirits can touch you and stuff like that, oh. you know. And yeah. so, I'm wondering if maybe there was, like, a sexual sexual assault going on or something like that like I mean you even felt something pull your hair so you know that there can be bad things out there that can that can happen um apparently there's such thing as ghost sex Mm. but I don't know anything about that (laughs) I've never heard about that I kind of wanted to like research that and see what that's about but that's what they're talking about on the mile higher podcast gonna uh intro the in just put, plug insert, them in. <laughs> plug them in here real quick. Um, but yeah, they were talking about that, and I was like, "What? There's a that's a thing." So whatever. But um, yeah, I mean, honestly, this could have been a really bad, a bad spirit and like a sex offender. Or... Yeah, and it could have been, you know, that little girl. She was raped and murdered on the property. Yeah. It could have been those So, I wonder guys. if it was one of the guys that maybe, like, what if, what if one of them died there? Yeah. You know, or something like that. Um, and that's, it's weird because that's, like, she's really open about everything that she talks about except for that. Like, that's one of the things she will not talk about. Mm. Um, the most known spirit in the entire house, though, is the one that's from The Conjuring. So, it's the Bathsheba. The witch one? The witch. Bathsheba, Sh- Bathsheba Sherman, try saying that five times fast, um, from, <laughs> so she was a real person. Mm-hmm. She lived in Rhode Island, and we're going to give a little history about her. She lived in Rhode Island in 1812, and in her early 30s, she married Jetson Sherman. She gave birth to at least one son that um, they call, his name was Herman, but both the Bathsheba and Jetson are believed to have had at least three children that died when they were at, like, a younger age. Uh-huh. So, a baby died in her care. I don't really know if this baby... It wasn't her kid, but I'm, I don't know. I'm, I'm assuming maybe she was, like, babysitting or something like that. So, this baby died in her care by uh, being basically s- stabbed in the back of the skull with a knitting needle or sewing needle she says that it was an accident um the trial was put she was put on trial but she was it was thrown out and i don't really know why i don't know i guess they didn't have enough evidence or something um everyone in the town said that she was a witch of course because that's the back then like you know she's a witch you tied your shoes wrong you're a witch (laughs) um even though even though she got cleared in trial and they kind of dismissed it. Um, everyone still thought that she killed the kid. So, there was no evidence of her actually being a witch. And in the movie, you know, Lorraine Lauren says she was a witch. And she, because, you know, she's a medium. So, yeah. and even in, in this case, like, she gets to the house eventually and we'll get there. And she says, yeah, this was a witch. Her name was blah, blah, blah. She's the one torturing y'all, all this. But there was no actual evidence of her ever being a witch. Okay. There was hardly any proof at all that she was even existed. So, 
there's supposedly a picture of her, and I'll put it on this, obviously. And she does have a tombstone. So, obviously, the woman was around, but there's... Did she kill any other kids? I thought she killed her own. No, that wasn't... Apparently, that was not true. Okay. Or that wasn't the case. Now, was there rumor that maybe she killed her own kids? Because, yeah, because her kids died Because her kids died. But I think they died not too long after childbirth. It was that Mm -hmm. kind of situation. So, and they had a... I don't know. Anyways. So, she does have a tombstone, though. And her tombstone is is, is buried. Is in a Baptist cemetery. So, it's like, she was a witch. First of all, why didn't y'all burn her at the stake? Because that was a thing. Or hanger, and second of all, how could she be in there? She wouldn't have been wanting to. She wouldn't have wanted to be buried in a Baptist cemetery. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah, if she. So the oh the picture that I was talking about. Yeah, she's standing in front of the farmhouse. I don't think. I didn't understand that part. There was a lot of confusion about that. I don't think she actually lived in the farmhouse, but I think that she maybe lived somewhere on the property or because I think they had other like um like maids quarters and things on the property mm-hmm. and I'm sure they had slaves so at some point they probably had slaves quarters and things like that on the property but they're not there today um but yeah so I, I don't really know she since the trial got dismissed though I'm not really sure why the trial got dismissed but after the rumors around town spread that she was a witch and that she was doing evil things, people were saying that she gave her soul to the devil. The story is that she made a deal with the devil and after she committed suicide by hanging, her body got turned into stone. Don't know where the stone is because yeah. we hadn't seen that, but that's just like the story, the legend behind her, shall we say. Andrea says, however, that this spirit was definitely in the house and what she believes is that she carried the pain of this child's death, death with her all the way to the end of her life. And by the time that she died, she was filled with so much pain and rage from everything that people were saying about her in town. And just the fact that the child died in her care and yeah. people thought that she killed it. That she wanted everyone to suffer like she did mm-hmm. in the afterlife. So that's why she was kind of torturing this land or the families that came to live there and so on and so forth. See, in the movie they say she's a witch and she's, like, uh-huh. trying to sacrifice the kids. Yeah, and, and we'll get into why that is said. There's a reason why. Okay. So, they think that this spirit, the Beth Bathsheba, they think that she was actually in love with the Perion fam- the, the the father, Roger. Mm. Um, that she hated Caroline, Roger would say that he would experience, like, only good things from her. Like, he would feel, like, caresses on his face no. and, like, his You're arm. So yeah. Handsome, yeah. Sweetie. You're so fine. You ran that <laughs> Yeah. Whereas, uh, Caroline would very much experience the total opposite. She was being, like, tormented and tortured by this woman. Mm-hmm. One day, Caroline felt a sharp prick behind her back leg so like her calf area and when she looked down there was a small hole like a needle like that had been plunged through her leg so andrea says and i'm gonna quote here so she says quote let me get down okay and when my mother had a needle plunged into the back of her calf 
while she was laying reading a book on the sofa one night or perhaps maybe that turned the worm like this is when the turning point happened Mm -hmm. um was the night that every spirit in the house completely circled the bottom of her bed and had burning torches in her room and she had backed all the way up against the headboard because one of them came one one came out of the group got in her face and said We'll drive you, we'll drive, we'll drive thee out with fury broom. We'll drive thee out with death and gloom. They chanted it the entire night over and over and over. It was like dark poetry. So, that was another part where I would have been like. <laughs> really? And they still say. I will live in a cardboard box. Like, yeah. I don't even care. So, five months in. So, this is five months in. That they started thinking. Five months was yeah, she? Yeah, this was just that? five months in. Damn. So, yeah. Because that's what I said. Like, the really bad stuff started happening around five, six months to a year. Um, and they stayed there ten years. Stayed no, there ten you. years. So, in the five months, that was when the economy started crashing. So, that's why they couldn't leave, really. But, like I said, I mean, I would have lived in a cardboard box. For real. Yeah. So, now we're going to get into Ed and Lorraine Lauren. Give a little bit of backstory about them if you don't know who they are. They claim to have done 4,000 paranormal cases over the span of 30 years, which is a lot, um, but not totally, you know, unbelievable. Ed claims to be a professional demonologist, and Lorraine is a clairvoyant medium. The whole Conjuring universe is, like I said earlier, is based off of their, you know, the true events Ed and Lorraine Lauren um they have like a museum now and it's in their basement and that movie I think it's called Annabelle Comes Home yeah it's the is that what it, the last one like the, the very last, last one. one yeah I haven't seen it but yeah so in that movie if you've seen it then you know that they have like all this dark crazy shit down in their yeah. basement and uh apparently like that's, that's true all possessed and stuff yeah, and all that stuff is real, like, actual stuff. Which, for, like, going off script here, um, the Annabelle movies, I've always thought it was weird that she's actually a Raggedy Ann doll. She's yeah. like a big Raggedy Ann doll. Why did they... Because it they didn't creepy have, enough. Yeah, but, yeah. first of all, ain't nobody fissing about that doll. Yeah. Uh, like, I, if I saw that doll, I'd straight up burn it automatically. Because yeah. that mm-hmm. doll is creepy as crap. If I'd have saw a Raggedy Ann doll, then I would have been like, oh my god, a doll! This is so cute! But she's not yeah. cute. No. <laughs> By no means. So I just thought that was really weird. Like, they didn't have to make her look like that. Like, I mean, Chucky doesn't look like that in the first, in the, in the, you know, he's a good guy. Yeah. <laughs> in the first Chucky movies, he's really cute. Whatever. Okay, so Ed and Lorraine Lauren finally come to the Perion. Perion? I'll get Perion. it right eventually. Yeah. Um parent they finally come to the house so they get connected through the family the parents friends i think is what it is Mm -hmm. when lorraine came to the house she told the mom like right off the bat when she came in she was you know talking to her and they were telling her they were telling her everything that was going on and she says she said oh yeah beth sheba the spirit she's the one that stabbed you in the leg and because if you think about her background, she killed that baby with a needle. Mm-hmm. 
So that's why she stabbed you in the leg. And that's what Lorraine told her. Um, Lorraine also said that she was a witch and that she practiced witchcraft, which in the movie, she says the same thing. But there's actually no proof of that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that doesn't mean that she didn't. Yeah, so, she still could have. Yeah. Um, the Warrens, though, they did a year and a half investigation into this family. And, like, so I will say one thing about them. They did, like, really investigate and, like, make sure... That they're not they just were actual facts, yeah. Yeah. So that you know, that's that's pretty good, I guess. I mean, they're like the godparents of, or you know, paranormal investigation. Like they're mm-hmm. the founders of it, basically. Um, the family say that when the Ed and Lorraine Lauren got there, though, it like made things way worse. So the family they weren't really religious, but the Warrens they're like extremely Catholic, and. After being in the house, the Warrens say that the house was, like, infested with demons. So, apparently, there was lots of evil spirits and demonic forces that were in that house. And the family mm-hmm. the family was, like, in serious danger of being possessed by this Bathsheba yeah. um, spirit. But since the family wasn't Catholic, they were going to do, like, a cleansing of the house. And they were going to, like, exercise the house. Yeah. Um... <laughs> Sorry, that made me think of Ace Ventura. <laughs> Why? I have exercised the demons. demons. <laughs> okay. Um, <laughs> this house is <It's> clear. <laughs> so, anywho. Yeah, she says that um, they were going to do that. But they couldn't because the family wasn't Catholic. Mm-hmm. And so they don't, you know, Catholic priests, they won't come to your house if you're not Catholic. Which I'm just like, really, bro? If I'm dealing with demons, like, I'm going to need you to just give me a one, okay? Yeah. Just, just help help a brother out. Because <laughs> I bet they're Catholic now after all this yeah, I don't crap know. that's happened. I don't know if they're really religious or not. But, so, instead, the Warrens decide that they're going to hold a seance. Yeah, because that's always a good idea. Okay. Um, They're going to help drive the demons out oh. with a seance. Okay. Mm-hmm. With Carolyn, the mom, in the dining room. So, in the movie, it's in the basement or whatever. But that's not where this happens. It happens in the dining room. So, this is a whole thing I'm about to, like... This is, like, an interview. And this is a whole interview from, like, Andrea and what happened. The Mm -hmm. night that they do this seance. Which, in the movie, if you remember, that's kind of what happens. Like, the possession happens and all that. So, now we're going to talk about what actually happened. So, the interviewer says, there was a seance that happened when the Warrens were in the house with you. What happened during that seance? Andrea says, quote, it was far more intense than anything they could have portrayed in a film. Um, It did not happen in the cellar. It actually happened in the dining room. And I knew from the moment I was never one to believe in demons I knew evil existed, but uh, I still don't know exactly what a demon is. Which, you know, a lot of people don't really understand what a demon is or nothing like that. But I will tell you that they brought a priest and a medium with them the night that they did this. So I thought that was really weird. Because I was like, they wouldn't cleanse the house. But they brought a priest to do a seance. It didn't make any sense. Maybe he was like a... Maybe not they an were, official priest or something like that. Maybe they were afraid if they cleansed the house that one of the demons would have possessed uh, 
one of the people. Yeah, I don't know. So, um, continuing, a full technical crew was there as well, and they filmed the event. So, also, side note, apparently the Warrens filmed and documented, like, all of their, uh, cases. Yeah. And they documented this. So, I'm I'm like, where is that footage? Yeah, where is that? I want to know what happened to it, where'd it go, was the camera not on, was it not rolling, I don't know. Uh, she says, and, um, they invertedly opened a door that they could not close. The medium invited the spirit in, and with them came something which attacked my mother. Hold on, I went too far. That's not what she said. That was me. Hold on, I went too far. (laughs) On my computer, I went too far. She says, um, I don't see, I don't, I don't. If she was possessed, it was for a brief period of time. But I saw it all with my own eyes. And she was 15 at the time, so she remembers this. What I know is whatever attacked her was not of this world. It spoke through her in a language that was not of this planet. Or like anything that anybody could interpret. Yeah. She said it levitated my mom's chair and that she was sitting in. And within a split second, it was as though... Like, her body, her mom's body curled up into, like, a ball. You would have expected her bones to break, but they didn't. And then it threw her across the room in an adjacent parlor to where we were, about 20 feet into the interior in a split second. So, it threw her 20 feet into the other room. So... Yeah, she's speaking like this different language, and then the curled up in the ball thing it curls really, her mom up like, into the ball. Just imagine that. Yeah, be. and she said, like she said, she thought her mom's bones would have been broken, mm. but they weren't. Shockingly, the interview the <laughs> the interviewer said, "How old were you?" And she said, "I was 15. The interviewer says, "You were 15 years old." Several people in the house. This was documented in the Warren's film files as well. Not film. The the Warren's files. Mm -hmm. What happened in the house after that night? Andrea says, whatever was allowed in that night subdued the spirits. So all the other spirits. Hmm. Which, first of all. If something that evil is coming in, the other spirit's like, shit, I'm out. Like, yeah. <laughs> They're like, nah, <laughs> we good. We I ain't dealing with that. I'm going to go hide in the closet for a while. Um, they, She said that they were very, very quiet for a long time afterwards. Not mm-hmm. completely gone, but they were very, very quiet. So old something, daddy, big spirit came in yeah. and was like. Shit. They were all like, never mind. I don't need to sweep. The sweeper was like, nah, y'all can pick it up now. I'm gone. I'm good. Um, several months and for several months, she said, my mother kept wasting away. So this is really sad. Um, she says, you saw her photographed in front of the fireplace. I mean, she was just so frail. My mother moved in there as like a model. She looked, and that's when she was saying, like, her mother was, like, really pretty when they first moved mm-hmm. in. And she says that she just started wasting away. And one night, she came out into the parlor. This is crazy. This, like, gave me, like, 
whoa vibes. Mm -hmm. So, she says, One night, she came out into the parlor, and the dining room had been shut down for the night. So, like, you know, dishes had been cleaned and everything. But she was hearing voices. She turned, and she saw an entire family having dinner in the dining room. The table was being set. The mom was cooking in front of the fireplace. And she had the fireplace that actually had been sealed shut for like a hundred years. Like mm-hmm. this is one of the ones that had been sealed, sh- mm-hmm. sealed shut. She told her children to have a seat on the bench. And then there was two men sitting on the other side of the bench. They nudged each other. And then they made eye contact with my mother. At this point, they started pointing at her. And they started saying she was the ghost in the house. Mm. And she said that's when she understood that they were, she said that's when my mother understood that we were actually actually living in a portal. Oh, like the others? Yeah, like cleverly disguised as a farmhouse. And that's when she was trying to fight her way back to us, is what her mom was saying. So, her mom started thinking that, no, not like the others. No. They weren't actually dead. Her mom started thinking that they were living in, like, a portal. So, like... Like, they could go back in the past? Like, like this house was, yeah, a portal for just all kinds of demonic stuff, ghosts, past things, and kind of like a um, poltergeist. That's the word I was looking for. Also, like, a poltergeist-type feeling. Which is crazy, because... Why didn't they put that in the movie, Nan? Yeah. Yeah. Like, dang. I would have done that. So, there's just a lot of crazy stuff that happens um, in this house. And I don't know. I kind of want to, I want to go there. But I'm just like, no. No. I'm good. (laughs) I'd rather just hear about it. Look at it from afar. That's cool. Let's go, kids. So, Lorraine Lauren, up until the day that she died, she said that the farmhouse was one of the most intense awful experiences of her life mm-hmm. like she hated it she didn't want to go there ever again the things that she went through and the things that she felt in that house haunted her until the day she died like that's what she says no. and i just thought it was so sad about the mom like yeah she per- she pretty much like was wasting away did she die in the house no um they finally decided to like leave thank god and what did it take when did they finally were like, okay, let's let's go? I think maybe her, the mom, like, getting really frail and everything. Yeah. So, Carolyn, the mother, says, she doesn't say much, but this is one thing that she did, said, did say. She said, reflecting about it after, no, sorry, quote, reflecting about it after it was over, I didn't feel that spirits were really able to physically harm you. But I was wrong about that. She said, I was so wrong about that. The real, They're really dangerous. And there's a real danger there. And when she was speaking, like, her voice was starting to crack and stuff like that. So, she's yeah. like, she, she was old. She was old, a lot old, elderly. So, you could definitely tell that she was, it still haunted her. Mm-hmm. The kids also say that Bathsheba, this bad spirit, um, may not have been the like worst spirit in there. So they reported that there was an actually an old woman with stick arms 
No, sir. Stick arms. Stick arms with a beehive head. So she had like a really big beehive looking mm-hmm. head. And she had like stick arms and she was really tall and lanky and <laughs> like, and she had like nasty hair and no. breath. Girl, no. <laughs> no. And so they said that that was one of like the worst, like the scariest looking one. Mm. My soul left my body when you said that. <laughs> yeah. My soul said, okay, we're done. No but, more. dude, after, like, researching all this. Why like, did they put that in the movie? I literally had trouble sleeping that night. The other night. I didn't go to bed till like, 3 o'clock in the morning. I didn't I finish researching until, like, 2. But then I stayed up for, like, an hour. I couldn't imagine that. I just piss all over myself. <laughs> yeah. I'd go insane. So, the family, they didn't get, like, any money from the Conjuring movies. They didn't want any money. Like, they didn't. It's not that they didn't really... They didn't appreciate the movies. Like, the, well, I mean, the, the Warrens. That we've heard. And yeah, now it that wasn't. I've watched the movie, mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, there's a lot of information that was kind of. Left out. Up, yeah. And also, the part about Bathsheba, like, I'm not saying that she wasn't a witch or she wasn't really a real spirit in but the they house. Didn't have I mean, the, the oldest daughter says she was real. And she really did torture the mom. But what if she was just torturing the mom because she wanted the dad? And what if she was just. You know, really not a witch, but she re- like what's her name? Like Andrea says, she was just filled with rage yeah. after being told for years until she passed away that she was She's a murdering a witch. witch. And also, it just proves that they aren't lying because they would have wanted it for money. They'd have been like, "Yeah, give yeah. us some money out of that." And like, why would then, they tell this entire story? Yeah. Also, back then, when Bathsheba was alive as a as an actual woman, um. I mean, you got to think about Salem witch trials. They had little to yeah. no evidence about that, and they still killed them. So yeah, obviously, like, you they were had... boiling water in the middle <laughs> of the day, you witch. So obviously, they had absolutely no evidence that Bathsheba was a witch, and there wasn't any that we know of written down today. Yeah. So yeah, if they would have had just the slightest bit, they would have been like, burn maybe, her. Yeah, maybe <laughs> she burn was. Her with maybe she Um. So, the sister, the oldest sister, Audrea, she's the one that we've been talking about, she has written several books, like I said. And the books have, apparently, like, a lot of information, like, more information than what we know. Um, The family moved after 10 years, and after they had moved out, there was a woman named Norma Sudcliffe. Moved into the house, and she said that um, there was a host of different paranormal experiences that she was living through. Mm-hmm. The walls would shake. She would see shake, not but like creak. They would shake. shake. Wow. She would see tons of orbs everywhere, and not while there was like flashes of light going on, just you know, tons of orbs. Mm-hmm. Doors would close by themselves. They would open by themselves. She would. She did say that there wasn't anything as bad as the Perion parents were experiencing but she said that um even though she didn't experience any evil spirits it was still like was it just her really annoying house? i guess so yeah that's probably why they're probably like yeah you're boring you don't want to miss <laughs> in, in, in uh 2019 so last year the conjuring house was sold to Corey and jennifer henson henson um so apparently they have actually said that 
there's strange things that go on, but still nothing as demonic as what the Perions, Perions, Perions have experienced. Um, they just, like, same thing as the other woman said. There's just a door slamming in all hours of the night, yeah. and, which that would get on my nerves. Maybe they, maybe they got rid of the bad spirits. Maybe they did something that they don't tell us about and they got rid of the bad spirits. I don't know. So, even after they moved, like, the, the Perron, Perron family Perron, moved? Yeah. Um, Carolyn, the mother, mm-hmm. she was in her basement in the new house. And, like, there was this giant beam of wood, I guess, maybe, that was up somewhere. I don't know where. But it flung across the room at her, knocked her down. She was, like, under it for a while. She mm-hmm. was, like, captured under there. The actress, this is like a lot of stuff that happened like during the, and that was during the time of the um, premiere, I believe. Or it was right before the premiere that yeah. happened to the mom. Something happened to the daughter before the premiere. I think she was, I can't remember what happened to her. Nothing like serious, but something happened. And then the actress that, were, that played Lorraine Lauren, she got like a huge scratch in the middle of the night like the night before the premiere yeah and she told Lorraine Lauren the actual Lorraine Lauren and she said the spirits don't want this movie out like they don't want the movie out these demonic that's spirits why I would, if I was out. an actress I'd be like nah <laughs> yeah. this is a true story well, we ain't know, doing it there's been a lot of movies that are cursed that like are cursed omen. yeah and yeah. um then that movie uh, uh the Exorcist. The Exorcist. Like, yeah. the original Exorcist. Like, she, I think, the, act, the little actress, I can't remember her name. Oh, man, yeah. it's going to get in my nerves. But she, um, when she was a kid, there was some stuff that happened to her. I think she actually got sick on set. So, that's why I want to do, like, a whole bunch of, like, different movies like this. Like, actual movies. Like, I'm Amityville Horror. I know. I the do Omens that one. is crazy. Like, yeah. The things that have happened on set. But the Amityville Horror, that's an actual house that literally there was a murder that was committed in it. That's true. Like, yeah. the shooting. the Yeah. That's true. So, there's a bunch of different stuff I want to do. But, anywho, that's it. That's, that's all. That is wow. the Perion family. No wonder. Perion, Perion. I don't know. Like, that's the scariest movie I've ever watched. No wonder. I'm, it just has, like, a... She's got a bad vibe. Yeah. Yeah. Bad vibe. Bad vibes. So, um... Yeah, I don't know. I just thought that was, thought creepy. It was crazy. Ten the creepiest thing years, was the, though. the beehive, the woman. beehive lady, right? No, no, sir. I and no. I don't know what Bathsheba looked like. Maybe just like a regular. I know she has black hair, like black in the hair, picture yeah. that I've seen of her. That's supposedly supposed to be her in front of the farmhouse, and I'll put it up. She, um, she's really pretty. And that was her, but I don't know. Ten years though, Mm-mm. nope. I couldn't do it. About ten years, I couldn't do it. And I guess I think that's what it was. Like Andrea said, that her mother just kept wasting away and wasting away, so they had to like get out of the house. Yeah. And I'm assuming she. I mean, yeah, she had to have been out of the house by the time they moved out, because ten years she was 15 when that seance happened. So probably like. 25? Mm-hmm. Math. <laughs> I, I did it fast. I did it really fast. I, really fast. <laughs> I know. I'm so proud of myself. I counted it so quick. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, but that's it, you guys. That's the story. 
hopefully you guys enjoyed this one. And if you want yeah. us to do some more, um, you know, movie ones, like I said, we'll do them. There's so many things that are based, so many true stories that are based on movies, though, or loosely based. I mean, even Texas Chainsaw Massacre is loosely, loosely. based on Ed Gein. Um, and then what's another one? Oh, Scream is the Gainesville Ripper. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, there's just tons. Definitely. Sadly enough. Well, not sadly, movie. but good enough, I guess. There's no, um, I said sadly enough. Like, I want Freddie to be real. Yeah. Um. <laughs> sadly. Sorry. Oh, man. Sadly enough. <laughs> there's no killer in our dreams. Um. <laughs> no. Um. But, yeah, that one's not, Freddie and Jason are not. No, they're not. And, uh, what's his name? Michael Myers. Michael Myers. Which I'm sure Michael Myers Myers was based on other serial killers, maybe. I mean, maybe. But the fact that, you know, Jason and Michael keep coming back after dying 200 million times. definitely, it's kind of, you can kind of see Jason in space. No. (laughs) Hollywood, like. They just want to jump scares, it seems like. Because there's a lot of jump scares. Well, those scares are, that's it. those, you know, that's those gory yeah. movies, but. No, like, I'm talking about this movie, The Conjuring. Oh, The Conjuring, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, they were like, they told him the whole story, and they're like, nah, we'll put a couple of jump scares in there. I'm, like, I'm sorry, on, but. Man. That was you know. a lot of stuff you could have put in there that creeps some people out. Yeah. I mean, it is a very creepy movie. Yeah. But. And they put a good amount of stuff in yeah. there. Yeah. I mean, they did put the seance, they put, but, you know, the mother was, like, possessed for a while down in the basement in the movie, but that's not how she explains it. She says it was not long, it was a few seconds. I mean, still, it doesn't matter. That would, (laughs) Yeah, the beehive girl, like, that Mm -hmm. was enough. And I think, I think the Insidious movies, I think they're based off of. True stories? Um, no, off of. Ed and Lorraine Lauren. Oh. I need to look that up. But I feel like they are. Because isn't the nun in that, in those? Or something I like that? So. Maybe I, I'm, I could be wrong. I don't think that is. There, I don't think it is either. But the reason why I was saying that was the Insidious movies, like, uh, the Tiptoe Through the Tulips, like, that, that song, mm-hmm. that movie ruined that song for me. Yeah. Forever. Like, I'll never, when he, like, walks by the window, I'm just like, no. <laughs> no. <laughs> Not today, mm-hmm. Satan. No, thank you. But yeah, all right, we gotta wrap it up. We're here, and it's an hour. We're an hour into this. Okay, we need to wrap this up. Sorry, <laughs> we're, we're, ra- ra- we're rambling on. We're rambling. It's late. It's not too late. It's like nine. But I gotta get my children home. So, anyways, all right, you guys. Well, leave us a comment. Subscribe. Subscribe. Hit the bell icon. Hit the bell. Do a comment. Tell me how, tell us how you think of it. Like, how different it is from the movie. Yeah. And then next week, so we're not going to have a video for you guys on Wednesday, the 22nd, I believe. Because it's Christmas. Well, it's Christmas week. Yeah. But we are going to have an episode for you guys on Christmas Day. And all I'm going to say is... We, we did say we were going to talk about Krampus, and we are, but we're going to talk about some other Christmas traditions that are crazy around the, um... Around the world? The world. I want to say universe. Not Dude, the I've been, universe! I've been listening to way too much uh, Alien podcasts lately, which 
there's a whole thing that we need to talk about when it comes to like Egypt and yeah. the Egyptians and aliens mm, and really? stuff. Oh, bruh. It's a mm. rabbit hole that I fell down all day today. And we got to get we got to get on it cuz it's intense. We'll have to do that one day. We'll have to do that. So anyways, all right. Yeah, what she said. Comment, subscribe. All that good stuff. Go to Instagram. Yeah. Follow us. Give us a message and let us know other movies that you guys want us to do. So, all right. We'll see you guys later. Bye. Bye.